Good afternoon, Mom. How are you doing? Well, I'm great today. Uh, it started raining, so I love rain. I like to sit and watch it, uh, and I'm doing good. <laughs> rain and tell me about it. I, w- I got drenched, but you know what? Driving over here to see you, the the rain was so heavy. You know, it's the kind of rain that when it hits your windshield, it just ripples. It's beautiful. Yes, it is. I love driving, and the raindrops falling on my windshield, and and I love sitting in a room and and looking at the window, and it really puts me to sleep at night. Well, driving over here, I felt so peaceful because I saw that rain rippling on my windshield. Boys say that fast. Oh yeah, that that really does. It just comes down all of a sudden and then leaves. Well, so I was looking at the rain rippling on my windshield and it made me think of you and it made me think of the story that you told me about what you just said about how much you love the rain and how beautiful it is and how you love to see it on your windshield so every time it rains that beautiful big rain drops it makes me think about you it makes me feel peaceful oh yeah it does i mean every time i just sit and look at the rain i just I feel so peaceful, and and I I just could go to sleep. Do you remember I put that story uh, as one of the stories in my Blue Ridge Moments book? Yes, you did, and I'm glad you did because uh, it's a wonderful feeling. You know, I also had that uh, as one of my radio shows. Yes, you did. Uh, I'm I'm proud that you did that. Maybe a lot of people don't take time to just realize. Uh, you know, to look at the rain and see how peaceful it is. We could probably do a whole podcast just on rain. <laughs> yes, we could. You and I get excited about everything, don't we? Yes, we do. Anything comes along, we get excited over it. I had a patient ask me one time, are you really that excited about helping me get well? And I said, yes, I am. Oh, yeah, I am too. We just both are excited when our patients uh, get better because when they come in, they're so sick. That's true. If you uh, would like to, there's some. There's a topic that I have on my mind, and the other reason I have this topic on my mind is because of the rain. I wanted to know, would you like to talk with me about our memories of our dear friend Hobo Wilson? Oh, yes, I would. He is so nice, a man, and I love talking about him. Well, before we actually start talking about how we met him and everything, the first thing I want to say is that he made such an impression on us. You and I wrote a children's book that was based around our puppies and Hobo Wilson. Yes, we do, and it's a wonderful book for children and grown-ups. I love to read it, and I know that... Anyone would enjoy it. We also just did a podcast about that book just, uh, you know, not too many days ago. But the book is called Blue Ridge Tender Pups Meet Hobo Wilson Christmas Eve. So it's a Christmas story. Yes, it is. And it and it just tells you things in there in Bible verses that you would really enjoy reading. Yes, it does. I also wrote a story about Hobo Wilson and my experience with him in the Blue Ridge Moments Volume 1 book. Do you remember? Yes, I do. I remember uh, you writing that book, and I love reading it, and it is just wonderful. That's actually one of my favorite stories in the Blue Ridge Moments book, the one about Hobo Wilson. Yes, it is. It just explains about him and, and the way he was and such a good-hearted man. 
Are you enjoying that massage I just noticed I'm giving you? I've got my hand rested on your shoulder and I'm just squeezing you. And I just realized I was doing that. Are you enjoying that or am I aggravating you? I'm about to go to sleep. Uh-oh. I better, I'll put my hand here and I'll, I'll squeeze a little less. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I enjoy it. Okay. You know, uh, nothing like a good massage to get those endorphins flowing through your bloodstream. Oh, yeah, and a good back rub and all that. I love stuff like that. Now, wait a minute. You wanted to put me to work this evening. <laughs> oh, yeah. We could we could do all kinds of exercises and massages and everything. Yes, we can. Well, first of all, uh, do you remember uh, I met Hobo Wilson at the car wash? Yes, I do. I remember because you came back and was telling me about it. Well, I was driving to work, and you were already in the office, and you were looking out the window uh, where you were sitting at the front desk at the lobby, and I pulled into the parking lot, and he was standing there just staring up at the flag. Yes, he was, and I thought, I wonder who that man is, because you can see the car wash from where I was, and I see a lot of things over there, and uh, I just wondered what he was doing. Well, when I stopped and, and started talking to him, I'll make a long story short, I found out that he was a veteran, and he was looking up at the flag, because it's really high up there, and the flag was ripped. Yes, it was, and you was waiting on a new flag to come in to replace it. Exactly. The roof is so steep on that uh, car wash that I wanted my friend and handyman Randall to go up one time to take it down and put it up and not make two trips because I was afraid he might fall. Yes, but he just he just wondered why you didn't uh, replace it, you know, sooner. And after you explained to him, he was okay with it. Yes, I explained to him that I had ordered the flag and that it was not here yet and that I had my handyman on standby. And he looked at me and he said, well, I can certainly understand that. Yes, he did. He said, well, he said, I'm just glad that you're going to replace it. I told him I would never disrespect our flag. And, you know, he and I just stood there and kind of just looked at each other for a long time, just, you know, just kind of... There was just something inside of me that said, you need to take the time with this man today and have a conversation with him. Yes, you do, and you need to help him because he's one person that, uh, you know, that really needs help. So I just started talking to him, and I asked him what his name was, and he said, Hobo. Yeah, he said Hobo, and he didn't put Wilson on it at first, did he? No, he said Hobo, and... I said, I can't just call you Hobo. What's your name? And he said, my name's Bob Wilson. And he said, can I call you Doc? And I said, sure. So I said, okay, if you're going to call me Doc, can I call you Hobo Wilson? And he said, that'll be just fine. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a name that he wanted to go by. Yes. And so I asked him why he went by Hobo Wilson, and he told me that he had just rolled into town off of a train all the way, he, he traveled all the way from California, so he had been across the, the country, and he had been riding trains for about 20 years. Yes, he had, and he decided that he'd better, uh, that he wanted to settle down, and he he really loved Kingsport. He did. He, um, he, he actually was a homeless guy that would travel from town to town, and he would actually help other people find a home. And I think it actually took his mind off of being homeless himself. 
Yes, it did. He he just uh, wanted to help other people, and he just didn't think about himself. He just he enjoyed helping people. Well, I'll tell you, the people that are listening to this podcast, they're going to be really um, excited when they hear this whole story because it's a very uh, exciting story, isn't it? Yes, it is. I enjoyed the uh, we're I'm enjoying doing it and the book and everything, and I just think it's wonderful. Well, I remember that I didn't see Hobo Wilson for a few days. I kept thinking about him. And in the Blue Ridge Moments Volume 1 book, I went into great detail about how I felt. Yes, you did. And finally, he came to the office. That's right. He showed up at the lobby, and you were talking to him. Yes, I was. And he was asking me where you was. And I said, she's in her office. He said, may I see her? And I said, yes, I'll, I'll tell her you're here. So I came out into the lobby, and, you know, he was soaking wet. And um, he said, Doc, he said, uh, I can't stay at Sally's anymore. And I said, what's Sally's? And he said, the Salvation Army. I had no idea what he was talking about. I know. That was funny. I didn't either. He kept saying Sally's. And I just said, you know, and then finally at last I, I heard him say Salvation Army. Well, he explained to me, you get so many days there, and then you have to go. So I immediately got my phone out of my pocket. I called my business partner, and I said, hey, can I bring a friend up there and see what we can do for him? And she said, sure, bring him on up here. Oh, yes, she did. And that was so great of what y'all did. Nobody will believe this. At the time, you remember I had that big black Escalade? Oh, yes, you did, and you put him right in it. Well, not only that, uh, you know, people know how I feel about uh, body odor and smoke smell and all that bunch of stuff. You know, I can't stand to smell that kind of stuff. And and I didn't think twice about it. You know, his well-being meant more to me than anything. And I asked him, I said, where's your stuff? And he said, um, well, it's in this uh, abandoned truck in the alley. I said, you mean to tell me that you've been staying in my alley in an abandoned truck and I didn't even know it right outside of my office? Yes, you did, and I, I just couldn't hardly believe that he was that close to us and didn't come around sooner and get some help. I know. He was the kind of person that didn't just ask for help. He tried to do everything on his own. Yes, he did. He just didn't want nothing for himself. He just wanted to help other people. You're right, Mom, and I think that's why we instantly fell in love with him. So um, I got his suitcase out of this old abandoned truck and I put it in the back of my Escalade, and it looked like an old-timey uh, briefcase that a lawyer would use. It was really interesting-looking. Yes, it was. I saw it, and I thought, my goodness, uh, bless his heart. I said, that that suitcase is just looks like it was really old. And also, he had a very interesting cane that he used when he walked. Yes, he did, and he, he couldn't, you know, he had a sort of a limp. And he used his cane to walk. Yes, and he had um, long gray white hair, uh, long gray beard, beard, and he had uh, real beautiful sky blue eyes. Yes, he did. He he just looked he looked real sad in a way, and in a way, uh, he looked uh, like he was you know happy. Yes, I would agree. He had a twinkle in his eyes. Yes, he did. He just looked like that. It, you know, that he wanted to help someone, and uh, he just wanted a, a place to stay. So Hobo Wilson and I jumped in the car, 
I mean, here I jump in the car with a total stranger. I mean, I had been acquainted with him, but, you know, I didn't know him, know him. So I just jump in the car with him and drive across town. I get up there, and um, at the time, we had this big apartment complex. It was on 15 acres of land, and there were 239 apartments that we owned for 10 years. Yes, you did, Uh, and... uh Oh, I know that you gave him the best apartment in that, all of those uh, apartments. Yes, did you know that uh, we had a few that were fully furnished, like you could walk in with just your clothes, and it had everything, just your clothes and a toothbrush. It had uh, dishes and towels and sheets and furniture, forks, everything you could think of, a coffee m- machine, a microwave, uh, flat-screen TV, Beautiful living room furniture. It was really nice. He just could not believe that you was going to let him stay there. And he thought he's just going to stay for one night. That's right, Mom. He sat down on the couch and he put his hands in his head and he started crying. And I swear when he looked up, I really thought I was going to see a puddle of water in his hands. I know. He was... He was just didn't know what to think because I don't think anyone had ever done that much for him. To me, it was an honor and a pleasure. And so um, I told him, I said, you can stay here tonight. You can stay here forever. You can stay here as long as you want to stay here. If you want to stay here the rest of your life, it's yours. He was so happy. He just could not believe that anyone would do that much for him. Well, he ended up becoming a staple up there. Um, Everybody in the whole complex, his apartment overlooked the pool, and he had a great view of the mountains and the sky. And he um, would sit there on the corner, and people would come out and ask him for advice all the time. Oh, yes, they would. And he was a real uh, wise man, too. He knew a lot about different things. Yes, and I'll tell you why later in the story. But Hobo Wilson, he started coming to, you remember we have Bible study every Friday at the office? Yes, we did. And he started coming out there, and it was just wonderful. And he was so happy to be there. So he came to our Bible study class every Friday morning. And also, uh, he became acquainted with a man and a woman that, a married couple that lived next to him. And so he started going to their church, and he became saved. Yes, he did. He uh, he went to church all the time, and he just was very happy. They bought him the most beautiful clothes and shoes, and I was just amazed. I know. They just really, really went all out for, for him, and he was sure worth it. Absolutely. So Hobo Wilson, he um, actually uh, lived at my apartment complex for six months, and I got the saddest call one day from uh, my cousin that had uh, was the coroner that picked him up. He had passed away, and I mean, I was heartbroken. I didn't even know he was sick. I don't know what happened. I guess he had just lived, you know, a very rough 20 years on the road, and I'm sure it took a toll on his health. I'd say it did because, uh, but he didn't look that sick, though. But uh, he, he just finally caught up with him, and uh, and he should have called you or did something, you know, but maybe he didn't have time. I just don't know what happened, but I know it broke my heart. And I know that um, I called the hospital, and, um, you know, at first they couldn't 
they didn't know anything. We didn't know a family member. We didn't know what to do. So I went ahead and arranged for to do the funeral for him. And then the next thing I know, um, when I call the hospital to try to put it all together, they're telling me that I can't do anything because I'm not a relative. Oh, that was that was sad when they they said that. And uh, but you finally got in touch with his brother. That's right. He had a brother that we found a number somewhere in his belongings. He had a brother that lived uh, almost near Knoxville, and um, so they called his brother. His brother called me, and he said, I would like to take care of my brother's funeral. And I said, you are absolutely welcome uh, to do whatever you want to do for your brother. And he couldn't believe it because he he hadn't seen his brother in 20 years. Oh, I know. He, I don't know what happened between them, but his brother was really, really uh, glad to see him, but not like that, you know. Well, they didn't have a falling out. It's just Hobo Wilson became a train traveler, and he just, that was his life. He, you know, in some ways, he had more freedom than I did. I was chained down to buildings that I owned, power bills, mortgage payments, patients, work. And he was just hopping on a train going wherever he wanted to go. Yes, he did. He just, that's probably the the reason he hadn't seen his brother because he just went all over the world or wherever he's going. Yes. So anyway, um, after everything was over, um, I'd remember that Hobo Wilson had told me a couple of times that he wanted to go over the mountain is what he called it. Well, I found out what over the mountain meant. His brother explained to me that Hobo Wilson grew up in North Carolina. Oh, yes. I remember you telling me about that, and I'd say he wanted to go back there. I think he did, and he never said North Carolina. He kept just, he just kept saying, I'd like to go over the mountains sometime. So um, basically, nobody really believes it. They they don't believe it when we tell them that Hobo Wilson, just like the children's book we wrote and the story in my book, he's a real person that we knew, a brother in Christ and a friend of ours. And his own brother called me up and was crying because I mailed him the books that I wrote about Hobo Wilson, the children's book we wrote together about him, and also the, the Blue Ridge Moments book that I put Hobo Wilson in. His brother was just amazed and he was he said my family I can't wait till I tell my family that Hobo Wilson is in books he said I can't believe it oh yeah but you were so happy to do that and it it was just a wonderful thing to do and his brother told me they had some small children in their families uh, grandchildren and that he was going to read the books to them Yes, he did, and and I know that they enjoyed them because they are wonderful little books to read. Now I want to tell you and the people that are listening to this podcast about a little bit about Hobo Wilson. He actually used to be a white-collar worker. Yes, he did, and he he just got tired of that and thought he would just be a hobo. Well, he um, he also had been in the war, and it really affected him. I'll bet it did, and that may be the cause of uh, that he uh, did what he, being a hobo. He lost his uh, wife, his marriage. Um, he just kind of just melted down after being in the war, and uh, 
you know, even his career as a professional, and he just turned into a train traveler. Yes, he did, and I've wondered if he ever had any children. Um, I kind of think that he did. I think he had a daughter. Oh, I don't know where you where they found her and told her what happened. I just never did know. I can tell you this, Mom. Um, I learned a lot more from Hobo Wilson than he learned from me. I'll bet you did because he was a very educated man. And he was so wise and so tender-hearted. Yes, he was. And he was just, he just been, been so many places and, and he had a lot of education. And I just know that you could learn a lot from him. And I want to tell you before we, um, end this, uh, podcast, this story, I know you remember the story. Do you remember the story about the hundred dollar bill? Oh, yes, I do. I remember uh, of him, uh, of someone giving it to him, and he didn't want to take it. He did not want to take it. And she told him, said, you take it and give it to someone that really needs it. And so he took it. So he he went to uh, uh, Billy's office, and he went up to her, and he said, you deserve this. And he wanted to give her the $100 bill. And she said, no, I cannot take that. Said, you keep it and just buy anything you want. So finally they bought uh, groceries for people that didn't have, uh, you know, much money or couldn't buy groceries. I know. Isn't that amazing? Um, The person that gave him the $100 bill is my business partner, and she also bought him a box of fresh strawberries um, at the produce stand. And um, she told him to give that $100 bill to someone special. And he didn't even know we knew each other. And he came up to me and said, someone gave me this and told me to give it to somebody special. And I think you're somebody special. Yes, he did. He he just thought there wasn't nobody like you. He just, he just loved you. So I told him, I said, I think we need to take this $100 bill to my mom and let's ask her what we should do. Yes, I told I told him I said I would buy uh, somebody groceries or something that that uh, that they need, and that's what I would do with it. So we found a family close by that had um, two little children, and we bought them a hundred dollars worth of groceries. That was wonderful, and that family was so happy. And guess what else I did? I don't know what did you do. Well, when Hobo Wilson moved into his apartment, I went and I stocked his whole kitchen full of food, his refrigerator. Oh, yes, I remember that now, that uh, you bought every everything that he needed. I asked him to tell me the things that he liked, and let me tell you, it wasn't easy finding them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet he did. I, I, I bet he told you about food that you had never heard of. Exactly. Uh, it reminded me of somebody in the Army. I bet so, because he's, you know, he probably ate uh, something that we don't even like. But, uh, Mom, I just want you to know that uh, talking about Hobo Wilson today is so appropriate because of the rain. You know, the rain, it reminds me when I saw him, I, he had he had on this hat that I had given him a baseball cap and it had the logo of my apartment complex on it. And I remember the water was just pouring off the end of his bill. And that's when he looked at me and said, I can't stay at Sally's anymore. And he literally, for the first time ever, asked me to help him. 
And I was so honored that he had helped me to ask. He had let me ask. He had asked me to help him. Yes, because he was just desperate. I could see that, that he had nowhere to go or he didn't know anyone. And he just didn't want to ask for anything. So when I see the kind of rain that I'm looking out your window right now and looking at the golf course, when I see this kind of rain, it totally reminds me of the story you told me about how you feel about rain. And it reminds me of seeing Hobo Wilson that day wearing that baseball cap with the rain just pouring off the end of the bill. Oh, yeah, that that just it reminds me of him because uh, he had the rain just dripping off his cap. Well, Mom, is there anything else that you can think of we need to put with this story? Well, I can't think of anything right now, but I'll tell you one thing. Uh, they, they ain't nobody no better than you are to help people. And to help him and do what you did, I think it's in God. I think God just led you to do that. Well, and you helped too. So, Mom, I I was raised by you, and I learned to be that kind of person because of you. And, you know, God puts us in the path of the people that we're supposed to be in. And I feel like he put Hobo Wilson in our life to help uh, help enrich our lives. Yes, I think he did. And I've helped a lot of people. And and it just, I, I, I really love to help people. It just makes me happy. It does me too. And my whole life through, I will not ever forget Hobo Wilson. I will always remember him. Yes, and I will too. He's up in heaven with God, so I know he's happy. And Mother, I love, I know I've said this before, but I love the children's book that we wrote about Hobo Wilson. It is just precious. Yes, he, it is in the colors and the, and the animals and all of that in it. And uh, it, it's just a wonderful book and the Bible verses and things. It's just a wonderful book to read. Yes, it is. And in the story, he's helping animals find a home. Yes, that's what he's doing, and uh, he took them all to the farm, and uh, and they lived there happy ever after. Yes, they did. Well, Mom, I, I want to thank you for taking the time tonight to have this podcast with me and to let me rub your shoulder. Oh, I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed talking to you, and I'll see you later, and uh, I love you a lot, and bye for now. I love you too, Mom. Bye for now.